Guys, welcome to episode 23 of the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Fountas, with Eric Sanchez. Eric, it's been a couple weeks since you've been here. We had a mini show last week. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Good. How are you? I'm doing good. This week, guys, we're going to be talking our favorite tag teams and their matches. This is not going to be a countdown of the greatest tag teams of all time. As is tradition with this show, it's just what we like, what we like talking about. <laughs> I was looking forward to doing a top ten. Maybe. there's so many good ones. <laughs> maybe we'll do a top ten eventually. Uh, this Actually, the idea came to us from the Ringside Podcast. You can follow them on Twitter at Ringside Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast. And for now, you can find us on SoundCloud. Eric just told me they're probably going under in about 50 days or something like that. So we may be somewhere else. But wherever we are, you can find us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app because it will feed from the RSS feed too there. So wherever it is, we will get you the show for but free. But always follow on Twitter to find out. <laughs> yes, for free every week. And uh, if you want to send me an email, ppwpodcast at gmail.com. No one really sends emails. I think they're lazy. And plus, I pretty much use the email just to like book guests and for T-shirt stuff. Uh, speaking of T-shirts, if you want to buy a T-shirt from us and support the show, uh, go to whatamaneuver.net and the Positively Processing Podcast page. We have a shirt there. A couple went out yesterday i think oh, so that good. was kind of cool yeah uh, so a handful went out yesterday and a couple of our guests are getting t-shirts that have been on the show before so maybe they'll tweet them out and you can see them uh, we got to meet one of our guests last week eric and i checked out the uh, rise medic show in chicago it was part of the shimmer weekend and we didn't get to go to the shimmer shows just because of timing but the rise show if you haven't followed them it's basically they said it was like a developmental type of thing for the girls. Yeah. But to me, they were all seemed awesome. Like they were all really, really good. Yeah. Uh, it was at a little, not even a little, like a VFW hall, but it was a nice crowd. It was pretty much all the seats were taken. There wasn't like empty, full size ring. Uh, got to meet Delilah Doom. She was awesome. She had the longest line of people waiting to meet her. She was really cool and yeah. fun and just I don't know, just real perky and she was energetic. She was yeah. personable. She wasn't like, oh, what are you doing here? Type of thing like wasting time. I think. Not only is I think she's a really good wrestler, and I think her character is awesome, and she's got a good mm-hmm. personality and all that other stuff, but she kind of gets it. So, you know, we're not a huge podcast, and other podcasts aren't huge, but she's like, you know, if I come on here and I gain three or four fans, great. You know, there's, that's awesome. It kind of builds off of that. So you kind of yeah. keep doing I thought that. it was an awesome interview that you had with her. And also, uh, we didn't get to meet Angel Dust, a.k.a. Now she's now known as Dust, as she had her awesome main event match uh, against Shotzi Blackheart in a dog collar match. And she's now paired up with Rosemary. And at the end of the show, there was an angle where, you know, Shotzi Blackheart won. Then Rosemary came out, and they tied up Blackheart in the ropes with a chain. I think I tweeted a picture of it out, or maybe a Snapchat or something. And then uh, Chelsea Green and 
what's her other name? Her Britt Baker. Yeah, Britt Baker came out. <clears throat> That's to, where I thought the tag team idea came from. Yeah, to help them. Because <laughs> they were awesome. Yeah, there was a great tag team match. Just an awesome show overall. If you guys ever want to see the show, uh, you can go check out the Rise page of Wrestling Pipeline. They have a DVD and a Blu-ray set. Well, they actually have that show that we went to on YouTube. They have the prelims, not the whole show. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm yeah, sorry. if you want to check out the prelims just to get an idea of the video quality. It's, uh, it, Pipeline Wrestling Talent Development. Development system yeah. on YouTube. Yeah, so if you just type in Rise 3 Medic Chicago, it's the first one that comes up. Mm. But it was just a great show. And if you want to get into the quality, there's announcing. Uh, the camera work was good. I thought it would be kind of shoddy. Like Some of these indie shows are just one-shot deals. They put a lot of production into mm. it. So go ahead and support them. And if you want to check out Fun Indie Wrestling, buy that DVD. I kind of want the poster. They're giving away a, uh, a Shimmer poster, a limited quantity. I don't know how limited if you buy four DVDs from them. Mm -hmm. But I kind of just want the poster because <laughs> it's got the roster for summer of 2017, uh -huh. which has pretty much every net. Well, a lot of people that we saw on that poster. Yeah, and also some of those girls are in the Mae Young Classic, which just started yesterday. Yeah. So avoid Twitter if you want spoilers of that, because they're taping it and releasing it after SummerSlam. But what I've seen so far, everyone's, like, gushing over this thing, so I'm really looking forward to watching that in the yeah. network. The other thing that was cool about the show, I thought, was it was paced really well. There was no, like, lulls. They had a little intermission, so we would go to the bathroom, do whatever. Mm -hmm. There was beer. There was crappy hot dogs. It was, like, a great, <laughs> great show. Uh, the only thing they could have probably done better was, I think they kind of screwed themselves, was it was 10 bucks for general admission, 20 for second row, 30 for first row. First row was all numbered seats. Everything else is kind of a chaos. If you bought a second row, you kind of got screwed a little bit. Yeah, but the money we sat in second row. Right, but, and we bought general admission. But the money went to the wrestlers, so that's never a bad thing. At least I hope it goes to the rest. Yeah. It sounds like the guy Well, when run... you pay for general admission, you kind of expect to either stand on the wall or sit four or five rows back. Yeah. But there were a lot of empty seats because it may be, I don't know, like a, a developmental show. Sure. So we were able to get a little closer. Yeah, the guy, Kevin, that runs it, everyone's got awesome things to say about him. So mm -hmm. definitely check those guys out, uh, Rise and Shimmer. I'm sure most of you who are listening here have heard of Shimmer. Yeah, um, we could, I don't know, there's not a lot, ton to talk about in the world of wrestling news-wise this week. You know, there's just your standard shows coming up. They've got Battleground, which is pretty much the definition of a B-show. It's the lull in between this and SummerSlam. However, WWE might have stumbled into an awesome program with The Rock, or not sorry, The Rock, with Brock Lesnar and Samoa Joe. Yeah, I hope they keep that going. I think they're setting up for a four-way at SummerSlam. Okay. Braun, Brock, Roman, and Joe. <clears throat> But we'll see. We'll see where it ends up. And uh, maybe they'll do another AJ-style Cena match for the U.S. title at SummerSlam. So they're kind of trying to make it a big show. I like it. <laughs> I was talking to my dad about the Brock Lesnar because I'm really excited about the Brock Lesnar Samoa Joe. Because Samoa Joe, even in TNA and Ring of Honor, he was just booked as like an, like an unbeatable beast. Like he just went out there and whipped ass. But he lost every now and then. And Brock's kind of like the same way. So it's hard to explain, I don't know, wrestling to my dad that's not current. So if it's older stuff, I don't. He doesn't really listen because, I don't know, it's just, he doesn't pay He doesn't attention. listen to the Positive Wrestling Podcast? <laughs> of course not. you yeah. got to get him on there. He doesn't even know how to. You could show him how. Get he, him a smartphone. He, <laughs> he uses the old flip, which is perfect <laughs> for him because he doesn't do any of the other stuff. Mm -hmm. But anyways, we're talking about it. So my dad's just, just totally bagging on uh, Samoa Joe. He's like, oh, he's a has-been. He's been around. I'm like, <laughs> how the hell do you know all this? <laughs> he's reading the dirt sheets. <laughs> yeah, and I don't want to argue with him. He's trolling people on yeah. the Squared Circle Reddit. <laughs> I wish he would. <laughs> uh, and then SmackDown, we talked about this before the show, pretty much breaking now that they're going to stop the talking smack after SmackDowns and just do it after pay-per-views. 
and everyone's kind of pissed, and I get it because it was a fun show for people to watch, and it was cool to see people kind of have freelance of their characters. But right. as I was telling you before we started, I'm sure the wrestlers were like, hey, we're sick of sitting around two extra hours after the show to do this. We got to their town drive to, or we want to go home. Can we leave earlier? And maybe they heard them. And everyone's like, oh, they're cutting costs. They're not cutting costs. They have everything there. They have It's on their network. They're not broadcasting it. This is just what it is, right? Right. I don't think they play over. I don't think they pay overtime. <laughs> anyway, let's get into our, our show today: tag teams and tag team matches. Uh, before we go, kind of our list of tag teams and list what makes a good tag team match for you. Like what? What are some elements of a tag team? Match um, I think like? good double teams, good chemistry, um, good mic work, and just how they interact and play off of each other. And always there's going to be the hot tag there that, like... Basically what Enzo and Cass did before they just ruined it and split yeah. them up. <laughs> <laughs> right. They were, I guess, the definition of a great tag team. Mm-hmm. Title or not, yeah. they were awesome. Yeah, but they want to push Cass, and people hate them. People are booing them, so they're, they, at least they got that right. You right. Know? Uh, to me, it's always being able to feel like these guys are a tag team outside of the ring too. Like they're friends, yeah, they travel right. together. Because sometimes you don't really get that in the when they're kind of thrown together. But certain guys now, like they just threw, kind of threw Cesaro and Sheamus together. But they're on Jericho's podcast this week, and they're you can tell they're like they're together and they're in this, they're investing in it together, and I like that. And that's how it was with the old tag teams back in the day. You know, the Rockers and the Hart Foundation and some of the old. When we started tag teams. watching, I don't think we realized that they were just kind of guys that got put together and then they became a tag team. I think we just realized, oh, because they dressed the same and they, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's where it used to be. Like they just used to dress yeah, the same, like some okay, guys, tag teams. Some guys came up through as a tag team <clears> together. Uh, and before we go on with my list, we had a couple people on Twitter with their suggestions. Uh, PJ talked about the Heavenly Bodies with Dr. Tom Pritchard, yeah. with Jim Cornette, and like I hated them when I was a kid. Probably a good thing because they're heels. Uh, who else do we have? I think we had a couple guys from Demolition. Let me see if I, I should have had this prepped. I got a. I feel very popular. I've had a ton of notifications lately, so it might take me a second. <laughs> uh, Sammy, so Sammy, our buddy Sammy Cassell, not Sam Cassell, the NBA player, always gives a shit about old school stuff, and I was like, hey. You know, we're going to be doing a couple old school teams. And then Sammy goes, how old? He names people. The Fabulous Kangaroos were amazing. <laughs> and I said, you got to come on and tell us about this. I have no idea who these people are. Uh, Ole, how old is he? Uh, he's an older guy. Okay. Not like old. Like he's probably, I don't know. I don't want to speculate. We'll let him tell. All right. What uh, if he's like 25? <laughs> yeah. Ole and Gene Anderson. Uh, the Sheep Herders, which were the Bushwhackers. Right. I guess they were super scary. Like they were an actual heel team. I cannot imagine. I heard they were way better as the Sheep Herders. I love the Bushwhackers. Yeah, though. and then they come off as some goof team in WWF. I can't imagine them being heels, you know? Yeah. Uh, what else do we got here? So we've got the new tag team of... Where the hell is it? Wait, sorry. Sorry, guys. I hate when on podcast who I don't know what the hell this is or what they're talking about. Uh, so we've got Delilah and Leva Bates. They just are a new tag team. Delilah Doom and Leva Bates and Indie Wrestling. So if Indie Wrestling fans on there. Fire and Nice. Yep. That's a good team. Fire and Nice. Yeah, that's Chelsea Green and oh. Britt Baker. Britt Baker. And what's so funny is Britt Baker is such an easy name to remember. And yeah. I keep forgetting it. Brittany Baker. Yeah. Um, Patch, so Patch, just, to, just to kind of cut you off. Sorry. So obviously we saw Laurel Van Ness and mm-hmm. um, Chelsea Green. Yep. So I like Chelsea Green a lot better. I was watching other stuff on YouTube about her. I'm like, okay, she's a lot cooler. I was watching TNA last night and she's been doing this gimmick for like four months mm-hmm. where she's just like a deranged 
Bride. Bride. Yeah. And it's just like, this is so terrible. <laughs> Why don't you just do the Chelsea Green? <laughs> mm-hmm. She's an awesome wrestler. She I is, saw too. Yeah. Uh, Pat Sheridan on Twitter, he didn't say his favorite tag team, but his favorite match, which was the two-man power trip, Triple H and Austin versus Jericho and Benoit and Raw. That's the tag match where uh, Triple H towards Quad for the first time, and this is kind of the match that doesn't exist anymore because of the Chris Benoit tragedy. Mm-hmm. It's... I forget what the exact date was, but if you Google it, it the, the Raw episode still is on the network, so you can watch it. Uh, speaking of Chris Benoit, this was recently the 10-year anniversary of the murder-suicide, the double murder-suicide with him. And if anyone gets a chance, the Laps fan did a intense breakdown of everything that happened that day through documents, through people's written accounts, all that stuff. Stuff I never knew. Uh, it's it's long. but It's if interesting. If there's also... I mean, there's a ton of stuff online about it. There's mm-hmm. speculation, and there's the conspiracy theories and all this other stuff. Yeah, they kind of shut down the conspiracy theories. Um, they did, however, come to a conclusion I don't agree with. They came to the conclusion that the WWE knew that it was a murder, that he murdered his family before they aired the tribute show. And to me, that doesn't make any sense. And, and like, the one host was like, well, why would they, like, what's their motivation to do that? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I can't come up with anything. The only thing I can think of is they needed a, they needed a show. They needed a show that night. They needed to show something. But we'll see. I don't. I seriously watch you guys, the Laps fan at the Laps fan. As far as podcasts that do a ton of research, they are the top of the game for wrestling podcasts, and they're completely fan sponsored. So check them out at the Laps fan and get get back on topic here with tag teams because that's kind of a <laughs> we're a fun a fun show. <laughs> uh, what else do we got here? Uh, so we got yeah. I mentioned PJ. You could follow him. At Darth Bundy zero nine zero, he changes his Twitter name all the time. Now his name's Macho Vader. Um, what else do we got here? Sorry, again, I'm I'm fancy. I got a ton of notices. I got, damn it, what? I don't know. I give up. Sorry, guys. I'm not going to keep doing this and, and look for tag teams. <laughs> I'm sorry. But we've got we've got you know tons of people that like tag teams. Let's get into our list of our favorite tag teams and our favorite matches yeah. here. So my first one's going to be the Hart Foundation. And I like the Hart Foundation because they were one of the first tag teams to not look the same. Like, Jim was completely different than Brett. They had the same color tights, but their bodies were way different. Right. And then your classic, you know, Brett Hart gets beat up. Jim comes in for the, the hot tag, as they call it. He's a powerhouse. He was the muscle. They were good wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, I thought... Anvil's promos always cracked me up with his, like his crazy laugh. And, everything <laughs> and like just that. pulling on his goatee. Yeah. yeah his beard or whatever the hell it was. It was a goatee, pulling on the goatee. And he, every once in a while he had like a, a flesh colored, like backwards rubber Kango cat or yeah. something. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. But they were perfect for each other. And they were a tag team when I was watching them. I never, I ne- when I was watching live, I never knew them as a heel team. They're always a good guy team. So I can never pa- mm-hmm. imagine them as good guys or bad guys. But later, back go back and watch tapes, and they were all also awesome as heels because like Brett would be confident and cocky, and they had Jimmy Hart, so just enough to be you know weaseled. And I think Brett Hart told the story about how he ended up with pink tights, where Jim Neidhart came up to him and was like, "Got this bubblegum pink," or or no, he came to Jim Neidhart and told him the bubblegum pink idea because one of the seamstresses showed it to him. Yeah, and from there, that's what he's known for is the pink, pink tights. That was and, a smart move. Yeah, for sure. And uh, two matches I have for them. I have one. Their two out of three falls match versus Demolition at SummerSlam 1990, where they won the tag titles for the first time. Mm-hmm. It, it, I'm not gonna, I don't want to break down matches in this because you can just go watch them on the network very easily. But this is a match where Demolition is awesome as I love them as a tag team. Watching their matches, they're not amazing wrestlers. They're just powerhouses. 
And the Hart Foundation fed right into that the whole match. It's entertaining. It's fun. The Hart Foundation won. And this is, I've talked about this before in this podcast, where SummerSlam 90 was kind of the uh, holy grail for me to watch as far as tapes to rent. When I finally watched it, that, yeah. was, that was the match that stood out the most for me on that show. Okay. You'd think I would think it was Hogan versus Earthquake, but no, that match sucked. Yeah. Actually, no, I take that back. That match was a lot of fun. The Warrior versus <laughs> Warrior versus Rude match, the cage match, I was disappointed by. I like that one. It's good, but I was disappointed by mm-hmm. it. Uh, just because I think it, when, I, when you're looking at something, you hype it so much up in your head, it can never live up to it. Yeah. Uh, and then also their match in 1989, SummerSlam versus the Brain Busters, when Arn Anderson and uh, Tully came into yeah. town and whooped some ass. They were a, a team. This was a match where the Hart Foundation were good guys. Tully and Arn were the Brain Busters, and they were they were the champs, I believe. So well, this is kind of an old school tag team. Sammy. <laughs> no kangaroo boys over East Side of the <laughs> Kangaroo boys. Uh, but they built it up like, oh, the Harford Nation's going to win, they're going to win, they're going to win, they're going to win. And then at the end, the heels pulled it off. Check that one out, too, those two SummerSlam matches. Those are my two Heart Foundation matches. Yeah. One of the, I don't, this team that I have, I don't have a match for it. I just remember really liking the tag team. And it's, I guess when you were talking about Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart, how they were just so different that they it made them work so well together. You're talk about Coco Beware. No, no. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to talk about NWO Vicious and Delicious. You got Buff Bagwell and Scott Norton. They were a tag team. They were called Vicious and Delicious. What is this? Like '99? WWO like '97? Oh boy, '98. <laughs> but they were such a good team because you had I don't know. You had the big shit. Brit, whatever, <laughs> brick shit house and Scott Norton. If you who gave just me a million people. guesses, I would never have guessed you picked vicious and delicious as one of your favorite tags. But keep, I'm not going to give you anything. Keep going. Keep no, going. but I like them. Good. <laughs> so they, they reminded me of. They're not even on my list. They okay. just sparked a memory of the differences with the Heart Foundation. All right, it was difference with them. All right. What is one that's on your list? Um, New Age Outlaws. Okay. I didn't think. When they kind of first started, I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool. I don't know if I really like him because Road Dog was Roadie with Jeff Jarrett, so he was just like yep. the traveling Roadie. I'm like, okay, that guy's kind of cool. And then uh, Rockabilly, I think, was uh, Billy Gunn, and he was with Honky Tonk Man just trying to find something, and Honky was kind of uh, managing him. So, anyways, the two kind of came together, and just the, I don't know, just the chemistry between the two of them I thought was awesome. New Age Outlaws. They were different, but then they started dressing a little bit more similar. Where the okay, yeah. these are guys are a cool. Team. One of the first things that stood out to me was they wore South Park T-shirts. Remember yeah, that? yeah. And then what about their matches? Because um, they didn't have a ton of memorable matches. They had the dumpster match. You know? They had the dumpster match. They had the match. Um, the dumpster know, match always... was Terry Funk slash Chainsaw Charlie and Cactus Jack. Yeah, but I remember the buildup of that was that it was always like Mick Foley was just going against the two of them, whether it was Dude Love one week, Mankind the next week. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, who was, who was the other one? Mankind. Dude Love and Cactus Jack. Yeah, Cactus Jack. So, I don't know, they just kept beating the shit out of, yeah. out of Mick Foley, and then Mick Foley had to get his tag team partner, which uh-huh. was Chainsaw. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of memorable. Um, I don't know if you really followed much after they left, but like in TNA, I thought they were kind of cool. The, I thought they were so lame. The Voodoo Kid Mafia. Well, they the did. VKM, how they clever. did that for, you know, McMahon. Yeah, I know. And then they just kept talking all this trash to the new DX when they were reformed. Yeah. About, you know, let's have a match. It's a million dollars. Well, you knew damn well that that was <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> but the match that I have... 14 years after they left WWE, 
was the Royal Rumble match at 2014 where they beat the Rhodes Brothers for the tag titles. I was so pumped as a, as a New Age Outlaws fan in 2014 that they uh-huh. won the titles. You were ha- they were heels then too, right? Yeah, and I loved them. It just the, oh, you didn't know? Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck yeah. yeah. You're jumping <laughs> it up. Took, it took me back to my teens. <laughs> yeah. they were. I'm not going to lie. They were they were a tag team I liked when I was a kid because like, they were cool. Yeah. You know, now they're looking back like, oh, you guys are kind of dorky. But as a kid, as a teenager, I don't in, know. in the 90s, they were cool. Yeah. I mean, they were cool on their own. And then when they got kind of uh, sworn in as DX members, I'm like, okay, now they're super cool. Because even, like, <laughs> Triple en- H loves them. Enzo is kind of like the next involvement of the road dog on the mic. Enzo Amore. Like yeah. His mic yeah, he's work, awesome. Where they can rhyme and they go fast off the top of their head. I, I love the road dogs uh, punch jab jab little dance and punch like finish right, <laughs> right. Like that. and the little knee swivels or the... they should never split them up but I think the idea was Billy Gunn's gonna be the next big thing and he just never caught on they were yeah. some tag teams don't need to be split up and Billy and Chuck was was all right <laughs> I didn't, see that was the time I wasn't really watching that was my like, like three four year lull where I wasn't watching yeah but... he made it work though like when he first caught so Billy and Chuck for those who don't know were a couple that they teased of being gay yeah like they they they, they hinted at they even did a wedding and all stuff what's ironic is you would think oh wwe making fun of the gay community they got like praised by the the um gay and lesbian trans because they didn't make fun it. of them they right made it, they made it right like serious yeah like a serious <laughs> billy actress. gunn pulls off perfectly sure with his nipples <laughs> pierced and his navels pierced <laughs> and he's wearing a little choker <laughs> oh <laughs> i do remember that i remember that now uh the next my next one is going to be the Dudley Boys. And the Dudley Boys were a team in ECW that I kind of caught the tail end of them in ECW because mm-hmm. that's when ECW started showing up on my local cable in, in my town. And then because of that, I knew who they were when they came to WWE, WWF. And I love the Devon Get the Tables or and all that stuff. And I love the, the war dance and the, the wazzah, like headbutt <laughs> to the crotch. And the, they... I'm, this is off the top of my head. I meant to think about this, but I think they have the best tag team finisher ever. Does the three, drop? The 3D. Yeah. That might be the best one. Second, maybe we'll talk about the Doomsday device with the LOD slash Road Warriors. I don't maybe know. Well, one. you're talking like a signature device that's most memorable or the no, best just, finisher? Just the best. Yeah. That one's pretty good. I just loved it. And then they could put them through tables and a little bit out of nowhere. And I, I yeah. liked it. I liked it a lot. The match I picked for them was their match, not their famous TLC matches at SummerSlam and WrestleManias and all the other stuff, but it was Survivor Series 2001 versus the Hardys in a steel cage match. Mm-hmm. They just beat the hell out of each other. And there's a spot where Jeff or Jeff goes to the table from the top of the cage, and the Dudleys were heels, and they played it perfectly. And I loved when the Dudleys came back. You know, They're obviously going to be the nostalgia team to like, but really Bubba Ray and that he channeled that Bully Ray character from TNA a little bit. Mm-hmm. They're just bad guys, and they're better off being the bad team. But they're still cool in their matches, and you still want to watch them. Yeah. Do uh, you got any Dudley Boys memories or thoughts before you go on to yours? Um, <clears throat> not really. I don't think I was that into the tag teams and the Attitude Era, like the Dudley Boys. I uh-huh. really wasn't into Hardy Boys. I just wasn't into Edge and Christian. I wasn't into. I don't know. I. I I was. They didn't pull me in. It's like, oh my god, this yeah. is awesome. Well, they for me they did. So yeah. you're wrong. Okay. What's <laughs> I'm your, wrong. What's your next? What's your next tag team? Speaking of the Hardys, my favorite Speak- Hardys were the Broken Hardys. Okay. Like I don't know if you watched. I remember you just talked so much trash about it, like, oh, it's stupid. It's this, which it was stupid. That's what made it so brilliant. Okay. It was okay. just so off. 
the fucking wall. <laughs> so here, let me let me even defend myself a little bit. <clears throat> so I had no wrong. I had no reference point to watching Impact every week. So I didn't know how Matt became broken. I only saw the final deletion with no context. I didn't see any of their promos and that stuff. Uh-huh. Now that I've seen some of the things, like <laughs> so, you were just judging stuff without even knowing. Yeah, that's what wrestling fans do, <laughs> or knowing what the plan is. Like, oh, it's terrible. <laughs> is that how I talk? Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, but with benefit of hindsight and benefit of going back and watching some of the stuff, yeah, and seeing what they're kind of teasing now with the broken stuff and the deletion and all that, yeah. And the brilliant and the way he talks, like the meek man. And the, I remember the broken Matt did an interview in character on Talk is Jericho. And he called it like subterranean wrestling, which was Lucha Underground. <laughs> right. And stuff Just like all that. the different names he has for things. And yeah. The different. You just love the characters, the Broken Hardys. Yeah, I love the characters. I love their rivalry with Decay because it was just, I don't know, it was the best thing happening in TNA. Mm-hmm. Which is saying a lot because, well, no, it's not saying a lot because <laughs> TNA, I don't know. It's now Global boring. Force Wrestling, we think. We're not sure. Uh, GW. It's still Impact, but now it's got GFW at the top of the little mm-hmm. uh, logo. But just the the Great War, the Final Deletion, Tag Team Apocalypto, like everything was just so, I don't know, tongue-in-cheek and just but you not. Were, but you were allowed to be in on it type of thing? Yeah. Is that why you liked it? I liked it because they didn't do this stuff. I mean, they did stuff in the ring, but a lot of the stuff that I liked was yeah. recorded at the, like, the House Hardy compound. Uh-huh, with <laughs> drones, and he's whacking drones. And the, the Vanguard One, and Senior Benjamin, and just everything right. amazing. Did they have any good matches? Those were the matches. <laughs> <laughs> like Tag Team Apocalypse. It was all outdoors. It was outside. It was inside of a ring, inside one of their all right. airplane I, hangers. All right. is, is there like, so I'm on a Facebook group with like wrestling traders and things, and people make compilations for you. So maybe I'll ask someone to make me like the Hardy's Broken Hardy's comp, and I'll watch it I think it the all. Tag Team Apocalypse was probably the the best one as far as just being fun. Okay. There were so many teams come out of nowhere, and okay. some of them were just like minor league or um, indie wrestlers. But then there's um, Rock and Roll Express. They make an appearance. <laughs> it was like, oh my god, we got Rock and Roll Express. You know, the greatest tag team in space and time. We're going to beat them. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they did beat them. Oh, okay. Was that Ricky Morton and what's his name? Yeah, the other one. The other one. <laughs> Beautiful Bobby Eaton. No. No. I think that was like the New Express. Whatever. Sammy's yelling at us. You asshole. You know your old school shit. Uh, let's go back a little bit. Now, this is the Legion of Doom. I'm going to say Legion of Doom because I did not like the Road Warriors. Mm-hmm. The Road Warriors is the Legion of Doom, Hawk and Animals. The Road Warriors is their real name. Well, their their fake real name as far as a tag team wrestling. Uh, I didn't like the Road Warriors because when I did watch them in WCW, I thought they were a ripoff of Demolition, so which I. is ironic because Demolition <laughs> was a ripoff of them. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I didn't like them. And then they came to WWF, and they were a little... like, who are these guys trying to be powers of pain? Yeah. <laughs> and they were a little bit different because, this is going to sound silly, but in WCW, they had like the black shoulder pads. Right. In WWF, they had red ones. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. I kind of like them now. And I thought I liked them because they were badasses and they didn't, you know, take shit. Their matches were not always squash matches, but close to it. The match that made me like fall in love with them as a team was their match at SummerSlam '91 against the Nasty Boys for the tag titles. Mm. And like it was almost a squash. Like the Doomsday Device going back to finishers, they clotheslined the shit out of knobs. I thought he broke his neck. Yeah. It was in Madison Square Garden. The one, two, three. The crowd goes nuts. Watch it 
if you get a chance, it's a really short match just for that, just for the ending, the, the crowd pop and everything. But it's awesome. Definitely check out the Legion of Doom versus the Nasty Boys. And then later, I loved LOD 2000 when they came back because, one, Sonny looked freaking amazing with them. Of course. And, two, it was like, oh, sweet. Like, they're back. They're going to go for the tag titles. They're still good wrestlers. And then they brought in Draws slash Puke, and then they did a thing where Hawk was an alcoholic and all that, and he fell the Titan Tron. Yeah. Kind of went off the rails a little bit. It was kind of stupid. <laughs> you <laughs> think? <laughs> went off the rails? Just, just a little bit. But I still, the whole thing just fell apart. But I still loved them as a, as a tag team. And, and I think in that in that era, though. Child, Which era? The, the 90s? The, yeah, the okay. 90s. It was kind of hard to bring back. I don't know. There's more reality, more in your face, more just yeah. pushing the envelope. Like of, the outlaws are the get you complete like opposite of them. Off. Yeah, like the outlaws are the complete opposite of them as far as the late nineties. Like they were like a real team. Like yeah. these are just real regular guys being wrestlers. And meanwhile, here comes guys on shoulder pads and face paint. Yeah, from like the late eighties, early nineties, the uh-huh. cartoony area, and then they're trying to put them in these real life situations. Like I don't know, Warrior. I don't think really got a good. Well, you probably disagree, but I don't think he got as big as a pop return. And as far as like a good 12. run, no, he made a good on. run, but there was a bunch of reasons for that. You know, that's. But I think him coming about. back in that time period was wasn't a good fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. It does. You're, I, I I agree. Looking back, but at the time you get realize this is WrestleMania 12, 1996. I'm in sixth grade, so I'm still that's right in my wheelhouse as a fan. Yeah, right. So that's perfect for me. You're probably going into high school, right? Right about yeah. to go into well, high I'm school. I'm thinking even just looking back on it now. Mm-hmm. At the time, I mean, it, it it had to work because that's what was happening. <laughs> you know, but now that you look, we look back on it, it's like, eh, that didn't really work out too well. No, but again, it's still, going back to kind of the positivity of the show, it's still like a positive memory for me when they announced the Warrior was coming back and when his match came out. And it was great. You know, another thing I loved about the Warrior thing was, in the ni- in 1990, when he was the champ, he teamed with their Legion of Doom, and they faced Demolition off, yeah. and that's like a dream match. For oh them. yeah, that is for you know, sure. and they never really did it on a huge pay per view, but they did do it in like Coliseum videotapes and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Coliseum videotapes, this is kind of off the rails a little bit, but if anyone gets a chance to like look online or YouTube, WrestleFest '88, it was a Coliseum videotape that was at Milwaukee County Stadium where the Brewers used to play the baseball stadium. It's a huge show in a stadium that they just taped. You know, almost like a house show. We did it for a home video. Mm-hmm. It's an awesome show from top to bottom. Main events: Andre versus Hulk in a steel cage. They got Leap and Lenny Poffo throwing frisbees. <laughs> you know, they've got uh, Ravishing Rick Rude versus Jake the Snake Roberts, and one of the best matches that I think they've had in their whole feud. There was a spot in this match that, like, I've never seen before, and they have to bring it back. Someone has to steal it. It's Jake setting up uh, Rick Rude for the DDT, and the refs kind of in the middle of them, like right. So Rick Rude pu- pushes the ref down so he's flat on his face, uh, on his on his belly in between. This all happens like in the matter of like a second, by the way. So basically think of it as he's pushed down, Jake gets the DDT on Rude so Rude lands on the ref. Yeah. So the ref is knocked out completely so he can't go for the pin. I'm like, oh, that's a... Fr- now he's got Rude laying on top of yeah, him. Yeah, I'm like, that's a, <clears throat> the ref's down is a brilliant move. It was this bastard heel thing to do. Like, you know, Ambrose has got the dirty deeds. Someone could do that with him because he's got the double arm DDT yeah, to everything. Right. So I wish, you know, you can go on the network and you watch all that stuff anywhere. But there's these little, these home videotapes that no one's ever seen or hasn't seen in years 
that everything's old is new again. And if you saw that, you'd be like, oh, what a finish. And the crowd would go nuts for it. And yeah. there's little stuff like that. But I, I love watching these old tapes, and I'm glad I have them. So if you get a chance, WrestleFest 88. That one's actually on YouTube, I believe, the whole show. It's about a two-hour yeah. show. Even watching some older pay-per-views from the 80s and 90s, I'm like, oh, they, I, they should do this or do like this. Cheat. Yeah, just steal some <clears> stuff, you know. Yeah. They are coming up with more and more innovative stuff, I believe, like in matches. But it seems like it's it's coming towards that. They call it indie style, which I think is BS. It's either you're good or you're not. It's good wrestling or it's not. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a, there is an a area for people to go back and, and steal some stuff. I think Kevin Owens is a guy that still does that old school stuff, you know. And I you haven't seen Kevin Owens' new DVD yet, his DVD set. Um, but they have like a backstage thing with him and Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 31. And Hogan pulls him aside. He's like, brother. I was watching the NXT thing last night. You know, I'm a hard guy to pull in. Where did you have the DVD? Yeah. Okay. And uh, Hogan was like, you know, you're a hard guy to, I'm a hard guy to hook watching something. And he goes, and your match caught me. And he goes, I told my wife, this guy's going to keep the, the art form alive, like the old school art form alive. I'm like, oh, sweet, Hulkster <laughs> like Kevin Owens. Yeah, but that's off of a little bit of tangent. Anyway, old school stuff's cool. It's, there's a way to bring it back, even with tag teams too. Right. And I think the tag team division is, everyone says, like, it sucks and all that. I think the tag team scene on SmackDown has been good so far this year with the Usos and the, and the New Day. I think the Usos reinventing themselves as kind of this heel team has been great. you got Breeze Dango, the Fashion Police, which is just hilarious. And they make wrestling. <laughs> and like some of like the guys are, I'm seeing like Meltzer in particular and Brian Alvarez are kind of shitting on it. Like they're just making them look like fools. To me, it's entertaining as hell. If they're not acting like fools, they're not on TV. Right. Like, and if they are, they're losing in two-minute matches. There's a place for them on the show. Yeah. And then they were also kind of shitting... This is another bit of a tangent, which is fine. Uh, they were kind of shitting on how they're, oh, they're making Sami Zayn look like a dork. No, Sami Zayn is hilarious and entertaining with all this stuff. Like last yeah. week, you see SmackDown when they were interviewing Maria Kanellis and Mike Bennett or Mike and Maria Kanellis. And they were talking about the power of love. And Sammy kind of cuts and he's like, you know, the power of love by Huey Lewis and the News. <laughs> it's actually a good song. He, he cut, totally cuts him off. He goes, but the news do not get enough credit as they do like Huey. Here's the thing about that. Then That's what music, makes him so likable yeah. now. And then his music hits like, I got to go. I'll be back later. <laughs> right. And then last week they kind of turned up the feud a little bit where yeah. Marie hit him with the Well, class. that's when he kind of hit the chord and the power. They yeah. lost the power. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Marie hit him with the, with the flower base. So mm -hmm. there's, there's places for this stuff to go. And whether, you know, they are trying to make him look like a dork or whatever, he's taking his opportunity and making it entertaining for me. He's an awesome wrestler already, and he didn't never really had a character up so far in his career in the WWE. His character was no, like, I'm an awesome really. wrestler. I, he's like, I'm a good wrestler, and I, I hate Kevin Owens. That was his character. When I watch, say, WWE, TNA, I expect to see a show, like entertainment. Yeah. I want to see matches mixed with soap opera right so i want to see the soap opera characters i don't want to see the same growling barking interviews i'm going to kick your asses what i'm going to do uh -huh. blah, 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 when we get out there okay cool but i want to see people that stand out yeah if i watch a ring of honor or i watch a new japan uh -huh. like i expect just to see straight wrestling so it's right. my expectation of what i'm watching yeah everyone and there's so many options for people now too which i, I say over and over again if you don't like raw watch smackdown if you do if you want and just straight you know, formulaic show, watch Raw. And if you don't like any of that stuff, you could. the New Japan's got their network, which is $10 a month, or Ring of Honor has got um, Sinclair Broadcasting as well as you could watch on-demand stuff. And there's check out your local indie shows. They're all over. We went to one last week. There's, yeah. there's another one coming up. Uh, Pro Wrestling Blitz is coming up in a couple of weeks. We'll probably go to again. Yeah. So they're all over the place. Uh, more tag team stuff. NXT's got a good tag division. They always have, ever since they've started. Uh 
everyone kind of hates the authors of Pain. I love them as a heel team. I'm starting to really like them. Yeah, I think they're really getting into it. I thought they had an awesome match with uh, Heavy Machinery. Yep. They're both big, Mm -hmm. big dudes. (laughs) And that kind of ties into my LOD because Paul Ellerling is their manager. Yeah. Paul Ellerling's daughter was in the... uh, the May Young Classic, too. She yep. was on NXT, so she's someone to look forward to. But, yeah, that was a little bit of a, a sidebar, a sidetrack there, but that's okay. Who's your uh, next tag team? Uh, the next one I have is, it's not really a tag team, it's the Big Show. Because the Big Show is has a lot teams, of tag teams, yeah. I've liked, really, all of his tag teams he was in with that won champions championships mm-hmm. so the undertaker was one of the first ones with the unholy alliance where undertaker i think this was post-ministry where he's just i mean he's a badass but then he just brings in the big show i'm like now this is like a super formidable team they're not going to be beat so i thought they were awesome uh, big shows teaming with the cane i thought was awesome two big guys mm-hmm. um but then he starts to get more fun, and I liked him when he was with uh, Jericho, Jericho. Yep. I thought that was the coolest tag team. I like the only thing they I both liked, seemed like best friends. The only thing I liked about them is they both had to carry both belts. Yeah. And then Jer- or Big Show had it over around his neck. <laughs> <laughs> and then shortly after that went away, then it was uh, Showmiz, which okay. I thought, I don't know. I like the creative names, too. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the matches I have, I think I wrote down that it was with um, Jericho, but it wasn't. Okay. But uh, hold on a second. All right. Yeah, the Big Show and, and Jericho were probably, was probably my favorite Big Show force tag team. Yeah, and Jericho just makes, like, I don't know, like a good best friend. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, he's going to be there for you. Yeah. He's going to watch your back. He's going to help you cheat. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, the match I have was, I think, from Raw. Yeah, it has to be from Raw. Uh, February 8th, 2010. It was DX, Shawn Michaels, and uh, Triple H versus Traded Society. Luke Gallows and uh, CM Punk, mm-hmm. and um, the hell was it? Yeah, good story. You're like me earlier, <laughs> looking for tweets against uh, Showmiz. Okay, hold yeah, on. Show so, so Showmiz faced the Strange Society and DX Triple Threat match. Oh, okay, Elimination. okay, okay, okay. So it was a cool, fun match. You get for me six guys I really like to watch. Um, Punk and I think Punk gets eliminated what by HBK. What year would this have been? 2010. Okay, so on SmackDown 2010, you can probably find it somewhere, right? Yeah, February, okay. I think I gave the date, February 8th, 2010. Okay, okay. Well, it was a cool it match. I'll definitely check it out. There's there's hidden gems you forget about. I tweeted it out today because I've got random DVDs I've gotten over the years for like a couple bucks here and there. I never really mm-hmm. watched them. This is the best pay-per-view matches of 2009-2010. It was Cena versus Edge at a Backlash Last Man Standing match. Freaking crazy match. Awesome wrestling match. I was like, I never would have thought to watch this. So check yeah. that one out, too. But. Yeah, doing this show, I come across a lot of stuff. Because normally I don't go out of my way to watch other things. I just kind of watch what's current. Maybe right. I'll delve in the past. But if we come up with a topic, I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. Let me do some research. And I don't know, a lot of cool things have come up. Yeah, I think yeah, I'm the same way where I'll tend to watch stuff. I'll rewatch stuff all the time, but it's stuff I know. So like, it'll kind of take me back to like a memory. Like, okay, I'm going to watch WrestleMania 7. Or I'm going to watch SummerSlam 92 because it was at Wembley, and that was an awesome SummerSlam. Or I'm going to watch Money in the Bank 2011 over again, or mm-hmm. Extreme Rules 2013 when Lesnar came back, or 2012 when Lesnar came back. So there's there's tons of stuff to check out and watch, and that's why I encourage everybody to explore, watch those collections, watch the old yeah. school stuff. So one of the things that, uh, I mean, you're probably going to talk about it eventually, but I won't mention that, uh, the match, but... Slammery, I was watching it. 93. Yeah, well, I'll, yeah. I'll, let me... Let me um, but, no, no, yeah. no, it has nothing to do with the tag match. No, no, I, I was going through okay, it. Okay, so really quick before you get started. So 
My match is going to be from WCW Slamberly 93. That's where my match is from. So you go out with your Slamberly story. And then I'll get to my tattoo. <laughs> Just as I was skimming to it, uh-huh. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, there's nails. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> the, the prisoner, prisoner versus the prisoner. Sting. I'm like, how the hell does he get a top top bill to face Sting? <laughs> you know why? Because word got out that he physically attacked Vince McMahon. So WCW was like, oh, we got to get him. Yeah. He was just awful. He, I think that was his only appearance. I think so. And I, he literally the exact same character, same, same guy. Jumpsuit. Did you notice the crowd was chanting "Boss Man" at him during <laughs> no. the match? They were I, I just Man. watched her for a couple of minutes. I'm like, holy shit! I'm like, it's the exact same guy. There's uh-huh. no difference. He comes in He's to lose. the DOC orange uh-huh. jumpsuit. He came in to lose too. He lost. Yeah, to Sting. <laughs> Uh, that's good. So we'll get to my somewhat old school tag team here. It's the Hollywood Blondes, Stone Cold Steve Austin, or Stunning Steve Austin, and Brian Pillman. Uh, and they Fly and Brian. Uh, the team called Dos Hombres. Now, you're like, who the hell is Dos Hombres? Well, Dos Hombres are two guys in full, like, luchador outfit, but it was actually Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and Shane Douglas. I do not remember or bothered to research why they were dressed up like that, but it wasn't a secret that's who they were. I read that it wasn't Shane Douglas. It was Tom Zink because Shane got hurt. Okay, so was that the reason they put him in masks? I don't know. All right, so I don't know what the reasoning was. Ricky took his mask off at some point. Did you watch the match? <laughs> I did, and at the beginning, they're like, I don't know which one that is. Yeah, that was kind of like, like oh, the selling doing point. The chop. I'm like, you look at his fucking eyes. That's, that's how you know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this match started off like your slow build tag Cage team match. match. Yeah, but then the ending was just bananas. Like, yeah, the last five minutes. Good. Speaking of wanting to steal stuff, why has no one used the stun gun as a finisher? Right. Austin's if the stun guns basically you hold someone up like a spine buster, but you drop them back so like their neck and their head hits the ropes. And you can hit that from out of nowhere. That right. someone needs to steal the stun the stun gun. FYI. Yeah. More re- anyone any wrestlers <laughs> listening, steal the stun gun as a finisher. Delilah, steal steal the stun I, gun. She's not listening. But stun gun as a finisher. Angel Dust, Dust, Zoe, whatever you're gonna call yourself. We speaking of that, we kinda skimmed over her match. We did a little bit, but her match, Angel Dust and Chelsea Black's main event match. The character thing with Angel Dust Dust was just awesome with her and Rosemary. Yeah, it was a good story. Just awesome stuff, too. Yeah. And at the end, there's Papa Shango-esque puking and the commissioner <laughs> of the show. Sorry. Anyway, I didn't want anything to kind of get lost. But So the stun gun. Yeah, so the stun gun. Use the stun gun if you're a wrestler. If you want to be a wrestler. If I was a wrestler, I'd use the stun gun. I think you can hit it, too. And you could also, that's also something you could do on anybody. Even, if it's, even like the big show, he can jump up on your arms. You can have him drop back. Right. Thing. And uh, behead him. <laughs> yeah. The Hollywood Blondes were a team that I, I loved a lot. Because I very, very little watched WCW, but I thought they were awesome. I loved the Austin with the reel. Like, you would do, like, the fake movie yeah, reel like, thing. What do they call that? The um, When you're playing a game and you're like, oh, I want to do a movie, and you're doing the whole... Yeah, then charades. Charades, yeah. 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 Uh, they actually were split up, and Austin was pissed they were split up. I read in interviews, and he's talked about it. Like, I didn't want to be split up. We shouldn't have been. Right. Uh, but at the end of the match, like, I, did, I had no idea who was, who was going to win. And the reason I picked this match is because I've got the Austin DVD sets, a couple of them, and that was one of the matches selected for. I'm like, oh, it's probably good if they put it in the DVD set. And it was. So Slamboree 93, the Hollywood Blondes versus Los Hombres, Steel Cage match, WCW Slamboree 93. Yeah. Watch that shit. When I was younger, I liked Flying Brian Pillman. I don't know. And then he had, like, the Cincinnati Bengals Yeah, tights. I remember I'm like, that. like, oh, I like this guy. And then he was teaming with Stunning Steve. I'm like, oh, I like this guy, too. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I like the Hollywood Blondes. <laughs> it's just one of those teams where when you – you're occasionally, you just genuinely like this. Mm-hmm. Maybe your friends don't, or maybe haven't heard of them. Yeah. Like, well, I like the Hollywood Blondes. Like, who? <laughs> <laughs> Loser. <laughs> yeah. What you got? Which next tag team? Um, Any? That's all you really have. Okay. I'll go to a more modern one. So my next one's The Shield. 
and I know they've got kind of a three-person team. Oh, I do have one. We'll just go ahead. So with the Shield, everyone agrees, were awesome, awesome mm-hmm. team. They stuck around longer than they should have. Not that's a bad thing, but they meaning they pushed to stay around longer. Because if you remember, there's a little bit of a tease for a while where they were going to split up, or like Ambrose was getting pissed at Reigns and yeah, and, he kind and of like Ambrose was going to break it all. But up. then they didn't. They stuck together even longer. And then Ambrose tells the story about how they found that they were broken up. He's like, we show up to Raw, and they're like, hey, this is happening. Because they knew we would have fought it if they didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the couple matches I picked for them is one was versus their, it was their first pay-per-view match versus Ryback and Team Hell No, which is Daniel Bryan and Kane at TLC. That was the first time I saw those guys together. Because I heard of Seth Rollins. I knew Tyler Black from ROH. I didn't know anything about Roman. I didn't know anything about Dean Ambrose, even though I guess he was John Moxley on, like, CCW. Yeah, I didn't buy. I didn't. Stuff. I didn't know anything about that, and I didn't watch NXT at the time because it was only on like Hulu. So I didn't know who any of these guys were, and I was like, okay, we'll see what they are. I, I just knew them from their run-ins. This is their first match, and they freaking tore the house down. There's a spot at the end where they're kind of over by the stage. Just anytime you hear the ch- yeah, <laughs> Sierra <laughs> Echo, whatever. Right. I'm like, holy shit, turn it. Yeah, turn it. I'm like, just, someone's get fucked up. <laughs> And then they came out, and they had this awesome match, and Rollins goes through the table off a giant ladder, and Ryback, and went through tables and bumped two, and that was probably one of Ryback's best matches in WWE. And, again, check that match out. I'm not going to break it down bit by bit. And I also said, speaking of baddest, they only did this twice. They did it at WrestleMania 30 and the night after when they came down with, like, the skull half, like, paintball mask type thing. I wanted to buy one. Yeah. I really did. But I saw they were, like, a COD, like, Call uh-huh. of Duty. It was, like, a metallic yeah. mesh. I'm like, I, I want it. What are you going to do with that? Just wear it? I don't know. <laughs> just to be cool. Yeah. Just on Halloween or something. Or just, just going or, uh, to CBS looking for Funko Pops. Tuesday afternoon. Funko Pops, yeah. <laughs> right. But they, they had an awesome, awesome team. And the other one I want to talk about was, this is one of my favorite tag team matches in the past, like, it maybe five to ten years, for sure five, possibly ten. Mm-hmm. It was the Shield uh, versus the Wyatts at Elimination Chamber 2014. And this was just a three-on-three match, which I think should have been for WrestleMania. So the match is about to start, and they're just staring each other down. It's one of those things. Because those are the, th- the hottest three-man yeah, teams Yeah, and like the crowd ever. just going like, it was like a rumble of the crowd. Like, yeah. like, let's go. And the match was just amazing. The finish was awesome. The Wyatts ended up winning with the sister Abigail. Freaking just watch that match, Elimination Chamber. Yeah. Go check it out, the Shield versus the Wyatts. And maybe someday further down the line, they'll, they'll face it again. But I don't think a lot of the momentum they did, because at the time, both of those teams were awesome and, and had a lot of momentum um they had one more match i want to talk about it was them the shield versus cody rose and goldust mm-hmm. and the stipulation was if cody and goldust lost they were fired forever from wwe again the crowd was going nuts for that match Rhodes hit when Rhodes hit the cody hit the crossroads for the finisher the place blew up yeah um that what the hell pay-per-view i'll, I'll look at royal rumble no, it wasn't. I'll look up a paper. I'll look it up really quick. Okay. So go ahead and give me your next tag team. Right? Well, the only other up. thing I was going to talk about was like growing up. I would say I started watching like eighty nine, ninety. So the teams when I was younger that I really liked was I don't know, like the Rockers, Demolition, uh, Powers of Pain. I mean, Power and Glory. I mean, there were so many cool tag teams back when I was a kid. That WrestleMania seven is probably one of the best WrestleManias to watch for tag teams. There's Legion of Doom versus Power of Glory. Then you got the Rockers against the Barbarian Haku, which were Heenan family boys. 
Demolition against some Japanese team that I had no clue about, and I really thought Demolition was just going to wipe the floor with them, but they lost. <laughs> but this is also the tag team that didn't have Axe. It was Crush and Smash. And the Nasty Boys versus the Heart Foundation, which we talked about with the tag team titles and Nasty's winning. But I thought that WrestleMania, it's it's it holds a special place in my heart. Is the one of my first pay-per-views that I watched. I really liked it for the tag teams also. Yeah, that... You're right. I mean, just we're, one day we will do our deep breakdown, a four-hour show, <laughs> micro talking about every match for that WrestleMania 7 show. But you're right. This, that is kind of the highlight, the heyday. That one show had all these teams and like all these wrestlers that were just a big part of If you grew up in the eight, late 80s through the 90s, that was kind of your, your show. Like, this is the culmination of all that. The next year, WrestleMania 8 was kind of the end of that. Because ninety three, I still enjoyed eight. Nine was just kind of just fell off. Right, it did. But I enjoyed eight too because yeah. that was kind of like the last gasp of your favorites growing up. Right, and then when I would go back and rent the tapes for WrestleMania five and six, they were cool, but to me they weren't seven. <laughs> <laughs> you same thing. Like six for a lot of people is the big one, but for me it's not like yeah. it's seven. Uh, the the match by the way of Cody Rhodes and Goldust versus the Shield was a uh, Battleground twenty thirteen. So check that one out. And I should have known that. I watched that a couple yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, I should have too. Did we talk about that, or is it just something we, I watched on my own? <laughs> we might have talked about it. Uh, my next one's going to be The Natural Disasters. Love them. Yeah, why? Like, not a great team, but a lot of my friends loved them too. Maybe it was the engine music. Like, I think it was because, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't know. Jimmy Hart was just weird and just wild. But I liked him when they were good guys. I didn't like him with Jimmy Hart. I don't know. I liked him. I think Earthquake finally found his fat friend. <laughs> it was like <laughs> they were both equally as big. Now it's Typhoon. Now it's Earthquake. That makes, makes sense. Total. Those, those are natural disasters. Yeah. I'm like, and they're gigantic. <laughs> that, like it's, they're, they could just, their silhouettes are identical. <laughs> that was a tag team that was like, no extra thought was put into this. We're not going to get cute. You're Typhoon, you're Earthquake, you're the natural disaster, you're both fat, you're going to wear the same thing, you're going to be red, and you're going to be blue. And it was Go out perfect. There. Go out there and just smash people up. Yeah. Like, the, the one move that I was watching, it was, uh, this is when they won the tag titles, actually, versus Money, Inc. It's actually only on Coliseum Video. It's on uh, Coliseum Video Grudges, Grunts, and Grapes 1992, which mm -hmm. I recently watched. I own that one. And the Macho Man's hosting it, too. He's hosting it, like, in the studio. And I don't know if the people in the studio knew he was going to pull them into it, but, like, there's this one girl walking by, and she has, like, a broken arm. He's like, ooh, what happened to your arm? <laughs> She's like, uh, uh, it happened in the ring. He's like, ooh, it's dangerous in the ring. Yeah, let's get to the disasters. Yeah. So check that out. It's worth it just for Macho Man stuff. But I was watching this Natural Disasters versus Money Inc. match for the title. Mm -hmm. I'm like, man, this match isn't great. But then the ending happened, and the crowd went apeshit when they won. And, like, that was me at that time, too. You know, Earthquake Did they the fight smash. at WrestleMania also? Who? Natural Disasters and Money Inc. Yes, but the – I don't know if it was WrestleMania or what, but, yeah, it was, because it was an eight, I believe. Okay, yeah. And they won by, like, count out or something like that. Maybe nine. No, I'll look it up really quick, but I know they did face each other at, at a pay-per-view, yeah. but that's where I thought they won the titles because I remembered it so finally. And the reason I remembered it so finally is because I used to rent that tape, and that's how I saw it. <laughs> so, so they won the titles at the tape you bought? Yeah, the Natural Disasters versus Money was at Grudges, Grubs, and Grunts in the 92. <laughs> when I Google Natural Disasters, it's like, here's a hurricane. Like, no, right. no, I want an earthquake. Not that earthquake. I want a typhoon. Not that typhoon. Big fat guy. <laughs> I want the tsunami. Yeah, Natural Disasters versus Money Inc. When did they face each other? 
it was WrestleMania eight. Yep, it was WrestleMania eight. Okay, but, but again, it was they uh, didn't win. It was for something. And I and I couldn't figure out how they ended up becoming good guys. I think it was just they ditched Jimmy Hart because yeah. Jimmy Hart like was trying to align himself more with Money Inc. So he kind of lost the Nasty Boys. He lost money. He lost the uh, Natural Disasters. Big mistake, Jimmy. We Hart. know how they got together. Yes, yes. The tugboat <laughs> turn on the sheep herders. <laughs> no, the bushwhackers. The bushwhackers. Oh yeah, that's right. The sheep herders. <laughs> uh, let me see if I got any other ones on here. Those are my whole list. You know, there's other tag teams. Today that I like, I really like the New Day. You know, I love the New talk, Day. Love New Day. Love Breeze. I was going to talk about them, but there, there's just so much. I don't even know what, where to start. They just are always having fun. Yeah, even uh, when they were bad guys, I liked them. Me too, because they were so entertaining. Like when they would do, uh, like the New Day sucks, and then Xavier's like, no, bump, bump, bump. Xavier's <laughs> with the trombone. Xavier's out and decides, no, why are you saying that? We're doing, we're winning. Like, why are you saying rock, we suck? We rock. Yes, why are you saying that? We're winning. <laughs> and uh, who else is in the current tag team? Cesaro and Sheamus have really kind of come into their own. They're a good team, really hard hitting team. They've had great matches with the Hardys. Yeah, I'm glad they kind of stuck together. Yeah, because easily could have been. I a kind of felt thing. like they were going to break apart. Now they're together. Now they're both wearing the kilts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Irish and Swedes, you know, right. Europeans white kilts. I guess I don't know. <laughs> uh, the American Alpha hopefully get back together soon. DIY hopefully will be back soon because they're both hurt. Um, no, they, Amer- American Alpha wasn't. But you DIY remember what was. happened to DIY though? It was a big turn. No, what are you talking about? Uh, what Just recently, Trampa at NXT Chicago. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I meant the author. Not the oh, What the hell's their name? Damn, why did I get DIY confused with um, they're on Raw. They thought they were going to be the guys. Do revival? Him. Yeah, the Revival. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, I got those two guys confused. DIY was awesome for their time, but then they, they turned. I was yeah. there. I remember. <laughs> I remember. I remember. But, yeah, the Revival, awesome tag team. I'd get their T-shirt if it didn't say, no flips, just fists. I'm like, man, this is kind of douchey. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if I wore this, people are like, are you sure? Are you going to punch me? No, I'm not going to punch you. Um, so the tag team division is around, despite what people want to complain about. Uh, I remember back in the day, I was kind of bummed that Cesaro and Kid broke up because they were, they just got merch, you know, and right, then they broke yeah. up. They were a good team together because Cesaro was the powerhouse and Kid was the uh, the high flyer, and then Samoa Joe almost killed Tyson Kid. So thank God he's still okay and can walk yeah. and all that. But he's never going to wrestle again. Yeah, I heard he's going to come back at some capacity. Well, uh, he's supposedly an a- agent or something like yeah. that, which is good for him. Uh, but yeah, that's that's all I got for this tag team episode. You know, there's we could again. This wasn't our top teams of all time. Maybe we'll do that someday. You know, the Mega Maniac's gonna be number one. Hulk Hogan and Bruce Beefcake. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of maniacs. The Mega Maniacs, the Ultimate Maniacs, the Mega Powers. Like, kind of like four different yeah. teams with two words. Right. But yeah, there's those are my favorite. Some of my favorite tag teams. Anything else from you with your tag teams, or any other things you want to talk about before we wrap up this week? No, you covered it. Modern tag teams. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was going to talk about, too. But, yeah, there's a lot of good tag teams right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the indie scene's got good tag teams. ROH has always had a good tag team scene. Yeah. Um, New Japan, I don't really know much about. Um, but independence, it always seems like an independent shows, there's at least one tag match, which I like. Right. Um, and I like that the tag teams, the independent scene, work together. You can, Even though they might have just been thrown together that night, it seems like they're really putting the effort to work, mm-hmm. work together. So that's it for uh, us this week then, I guess, guys. Uh, we will hopefully see you next week with another show right away. Sorry for the delay this week, just scheduling and things like that. 
I'll try to work on maybe a guest coming up in the next few weeks for everybody to get a few more listeners. Bring uh, Sammy on. Talk about some old stuff. Maybe. Oh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe if he's available, we will do it. He'll educate us about the sheep herders and the kangaroo boys, whatever their names were. I don't know if it's the kangaroo boys, but I'm going to pretend it was. Yeah. Now, follow us on Twitter, guys, as always, at PPW Podcast. Keep an eye out if we have to change from SoundCloud. But if not, you could always find us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Please subscribe. Let me know on Twitter if you like the show, what you want to hear about. Uh, whatamaneuver.net if you want to buy a t-shirt from us. If you buy a t-shirt from us, you get to pick the topic we will do. And if you want to come on the show to talk about said topic, you are welcome to as well. Just got to show me you wearing the shirt or like a receipt or something like that. So, again, a couple shorts were ordered. That was sweet. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> why, don't, why don't they just show you the shirt? <laughs> why do they need a receipt? Well, if they no, what I'm saying is if they want, yeah, no, <laughs> obviously they, they have the shirt. No, no, I'm saying if they want to just be on before their shirt arrives. Oh, I get like you. They can do right okay. away. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's like I need proof of purchase. Because <laughs> you can get this shirt anywhere, not from, not just for me. <laughs> that shirt looks photoshopped. <laughs> that's a bootleg shirt. Like one of them, that's a bootleg. I never complained online to yeah. shirt. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for joining us, and we will see you next week.